generative AI can create code as well. So it's not just the case that this is going to say, here's your, this is what you should do. It's going to be, and I, I, this is something I firmly believe will happen in the next two, three years. You already have generative AI code in, in Microsoft, in Amazon, like Amazon Whisper, um, if you're a coder. But um, you're going to have um, literally a free, free text, like build me a website. This is my product, this, as you said, and it will just build the website because it will be smart enough to do the code as well as understand all the uh, permutations on, you know, as you said. Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. The e-commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce wow. And to help us do just that today, I am chatting with the very amazingly talented Max Sinclair from eContent, eComtent, uh, about exploring the possibilities of generative AI. But before Max and I jump into that, let me suggest a few other e-commerce podcast episodes I think you'll enjoy listening to. How to bring the magic of Disney to your customer service with Vance Morris. What a legend uh, Vance was doing that podcast episode. Definitely check it out. And in fact, if you're part of e-commerce cohort, uh, Vance has also got a training in there, which you can look at in one of the sprints, which is brilliant, let me tell you. Uh, also check out how to develop a creative strategy for your brand's advertising with Colby Flood, the legend from North Carolina. What a great guy Colby is. Uh, do check that out. You can find these and their entire archive of episodes on our website for free at ecommercepodcast.net. On our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter. And each week, we will email you these links along with the notes and the notes, uh, the notes and the links uh, from today's conversation with Max. Uh, they go direct to your inbox, totally free, which is amazing. Now, uh, Max, I'm sure like you, I love to help people take their e-commerce businesses to the next level. You know what? I've been working in studying e-commerce for years, since 2002. And during that time, I've developed, well, let's just call it a unique methodology called e-commerce cycles. Uh, it's a system that helps businesses grow their revenue by identifying and exploiting opportunities. I use e-commerce cycles on my own e-commerce sites, uh, and I also use it with my clients, and we have seen incredible growth, generating over 100 million in online revenue. So if you want to achieve the same kind of success. No, I'm not going to give you that kind of guarantee. But what I am going to say is uh, we have got some free training uh, that will take you through the e-commerce cycle methodology and show you exactly how we use it in our business. So if you're in e-commerce, uh, e <laughs> I'm a bit tongue-tied today. If you're in e-commerce, check it out. Head to ecommercecycles.com for more information. Do check that out. It's a free training. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. So let's talk about Max. Now, Max is the CEO and founder of eContent, who are revolutionizing how e-commerce sellers create content with generative AI. Sounds all very posh, doesn't it? Now, prior to founding eContent, uh, which is the, it's a word you get when you merge e-commerce and content together. Uh, Max has spent six years at Amazon. Yes, he has, where he worked on the launch of Amazon here in the UK, or Amazon business here in the UK, should I say, uh, the country launch of Amazon.sg, which if you're not in the know, is in Singapore, uh, and the launch of Amazon Grocery across the UK. The man's done it all 
all, it seems, with Amazon. Uh, and throughout his time, he has worked directly with hundreds of sellers of all sizes across many categories, and he saw the pain. Oh yes, which we can all identify with. The pain of creating content uh, for e-commerce firsthand. So hence, I'm guessing, Max, the reason you started e-content. Uh, welcome to the show, great to have you, great that you're here. How are we doing? Thank you, no, very excited, great to be here. As I said, um, fan of the podcast, so it's really cool to be on it. And yeah, excited to get going and talk about generative AI. Oh, absolutely. It's great to have you. Now, you have uh, a decidedly British accent. Are you calling from the good old islands of the UK or are you one yes, of these sort of... Less, <laughs> yes, less you are. exciting you... than your other guests I'm <laughs> here in London. <laughs> no, not at all. I, you, just want, you, you know what you can't do when you talk to guests is assume from their accent yep. where they're from because everyone now has a digital nomad visa, don't they? And they're all working mm. in very posh climates. Uh, and, um, and very tropical places. So I just wanted to clarify, you are in fact dialing in from the great city of London itself. There we go, exactly. West Hampstead, <laughs> to be even more specific. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, did you, um, when you worked at Amazon, did you work at uh, Amazon's HQ in, in the centre of London then? Yep, I, in Shoreditch, um, also have worked in, as you said in the intro, in the Sing Singaporean office. I've been to... The Milan office, I've been to Luxembourg, uh, Bratislava. Uh, I, I at one point helped manage the sales team in Bratislava. So, yeah, being being well, global with Amazon. Um, being global. Thanks. Yeah. Well, there is a chance we may have crossed paths down at Amazon HQ in London, as I've been to that building many times. <laughs> um, it's just, Possibly. It's really, yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be, it would be ironic if we had. Uh, mm. So, you worked at Amazon. Let's jump into this, right? So, you worked yes. in Amazon. Um, and we said in the bio that you saw the sort of the pain of creating e-commerce e content sort of mm -hmm. firsthand. Was that what led you down this journey of generative AI? Was that, I'm just curious because that, it's a heck of a leap, sure. but, you know, from Amazon to, to yeah, e-content. Yeah. So I guess what really was the, um, was the inspiration was this kind of onset of generative AI itself. And I think I, um, I kind of saw the, saw the potential and uh, with my co-founder, we kind of launched a business which was um, within both of our understanding. So yes, like I understand the pain that um, sellers have uh, when they're creating content, but more, mm. I mean, if I'm being honest, more generally, like I think the power of generative AI is transformative. I think it's gonna transform pretty much every industry that we, um, you know, every industry. Um, I mean, I can go into a bit more details about what generative AI specifically is, because I think mm. a lot of listeners will be saying, oh, AI has been around for ages, right? Like, what do you, you know, everyone's heard of AI, we're kind of very used to AI, um, artificial intelligence in Google Ads, in, you know, in all sorts of stuff, right? But this mm. is really a, a big technological shift that has happened in the last few in the last few years and has been commercialized really in the last few months, you know, mm. and, um, that's, um, that's kind of what, um, what really excites me. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to bring this to an industry that I know well, and that's kind of what motivated me. Okay. So, um, well, let, let's deal with that straight away then you, so we used mm, this yes. phrase generative AI in the bio, you just kind of mentioned it there. And like you say, AI has been around for a while, but generative AI is quite a new thing. So what do you mean? Let's, let's differentiate yeah. terms. What do you mean by Definitely. that? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label kind of AI as everybody knows it as deterministic AI. 
Uh, and this deterministic AI was kind of conceived in, in the 1950s and kind of commercialized in the 1980s. And what you have here is a computer uh, able to mimic the problem-solving capabilities of a human to complete analysis on big data sets and broadly either do data classifications or regressions. So what mm. you do is you, you feed in a large data set and the machine will tell you this is type A or type B or this is a regression and how these numbers relate to each other. And it's used, um, you know, in um, in medicine. It's used, at, you know, we use it at Amazon to kind of uh, identify like are these ASINs parent and child ASINs attributes? We merge them. Um, this kind of question. Uh, what's happened very recently, um, really commercialized in kind of the back end of 2022, mm. is a second wave of AI, which is called generative AI, and this is where a computer is able to produce entirely new content, so new images, new video, new text, new code. And what happens here is you train a, um, train a, 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 a machine on the patterns and characteristics of the input data, and then you use it to kind of generate new and similar content. And um, this is, this is a, a big step because in deterministic AI, the answer was really in the data. So you're kind mm -hmm. of, the, you know, you're looking at large pieces of the data and saying this is, you know, your answer for what your question, be it how these relate or who, how should I target this person with this ad, your answer is in there. With yeah. generative AI, you're kind of you you're creating new things. So you're kind mm -hmm. of saying this is the data now. Make it look like this, or do this, or do that, and you're creating new content. Um, and th this is gonna. I mean, I can I can go even a level more deeper if if we want to. But like this is kind of the um, this is a step change. Um, and I think it's going to have really, really broad consequences everywhere. And um, it's very exciting. So, yeah, I think um, when I, when I were kind of being staying on top of this and bringing it to e-commerce and tailoring it to um, sellers to help them is, uh, yeah, is what is kind of what, what is driving me in, you know, the reason why I started e-content. Yeah, yeah. So the so generative, I mean, it all sounds very exciting, but it all sounds a bit Terminator. Uh, do you know what I mean? That um, <laughs> Skynet's going to yes. take over the world and destroy us all. Um, it was interesting at uh, the time of recording this, uh, as you may or may not know, dear listener, when we record the e-commerce podcast and when it goes live, there's usually a, a, quite a significant time difference between the two. Or at least there is at the moment. We're, we're making steps to change that. But um, at the time of recording, uh, last week, I did a, uh, a LinkedIn Live um, on I do this thing called uh, on a Monday lunchtime the LinkedIn mm -hmm. live chat show type thing. So if you're on LinkedIn on a Monday, come join in, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. You'll see it there. And last week um, I was on Chat GPT, which is probably the most um, in the news generative AI yes. system that I can think of at the moment, right? And I just I just put into that Chat GPT thing. What are the top five trends that I need to be aware of in e-commerce for 2023? And it was just really interesting, some of the answers that it, mm -hmm. it came up with. So what you're saying is the answers that um, OpenChat came up with were all completely um, uh, generated. It's all new, yes. fresh content. It wasn't like it just went Correct. to a blog post, copied and pasted. Mm -hmm. how, did it, how did it come up with those five answers then? Okay. So in, I'll go very quickly into the technical a technical explanation and apologies, but I think it's quite interesting just to understand like what's happening. Yeah. Um, generative AI uses uh, something called generative advisor network. And basically you have two networks in here. You have the first network is a generator and you give it a load of input data. In chat GTP's case, this is all the 
text on the internet up to 2021, which is important, mm. and I'll, I'll come back to why that's important. Yeah. But you give it all the data up to 2021, the machine and the generator learns the patterns and characteristics of that content, and then tries to create new content similar to that. And then you have a second one called the discriminator, which is trained to distinguish real content from generated content. So it's presented with the original content, it sees the content from the generator, and it basically goes yes and no, yes, no, you know, in, in microseconds mm. of does this look like the original content or not? And this all happens, you know, trillions of times a second. And then once the, um, you know, once the generator fools the discriminator enough, then it publishes the content. So it looks like oh, the original wow. content. So this is kind of what's happening. Um, you know, when we talk about generative AI, which is, which as I say, it's, it's a new, it's a big technological shift on how we think about like machine intelligence. Um, I'll just, just to return to the point that you said on chat GTP, I want to just, just explain a point here, which is chat GTP. And, and I think we'll go into, you know, some, some ways that I, I would recommend using it because mm. At the moment, it's free. I don't know when this is published. It might cost $42 a month. I don't know. But at the moment, it's a free tool to use as we're recording. Yeah. Um, but what it is is a language model. And it, it's, it, the point of a language model is to, gen, as I said, is to generate patterns and text similar to the data that's trained on. This is not accurate data. This is, this is it's trained to sound like a human talking, and it's trained to you know, give you an answer that sounds correct. But it's not it's not necessarily accurate. So we should always like there's there's some very useful ways of using Chat GTP, which we'll probably go into later later in mm -hmm. the podcast. But um, we should we should always have that in mind that what this is doing is creating content that sounds correct. It's not create it's not giving me accurate content. And I can give you a um, an interesting example of this. Uh, my my um, girlfriend's brother is a doctor. And when he puts in chat GTP, you know, some medical questions, it will then give to him like a medical, um, uh, like a medical um, kind of article as an answer, as mm -hmm. it's trained to, right? As you, if you ask it to write in the spirit of Shakespeare or doing in Shakespeare, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then what we'll do is we'll completely make up the references because it's seen online <laughs> that, you know, these come from references and you should make, you know, it's, you should reference random like mm -hmm. professional sounding names. So it kind of gives you this medical answer with references which don't exist. So, and that's because that's what it's trained to do is to, is mm -hmm. to kind of replicate the data that it's trained on. So, it is super useful and there's many ways that we should use it, but we should always be, um, we should always know like fundamentally what the technology is and, and what, like, and what, what it's supposed to be doing. That's really interesting. And you, the other thing that you mentioned about chat GPT is the data that feeds it only goes up to 2021. Yes. Yes. So this is, um, so, I mean, this is another point, right? That um, the data is, they say officially it's a 2021. I think there have been, I mean, I follow this stuff as I'm sure many listeners do on, on LinkedIn. So there's been like, it's a live model. They're training it, right? And um, I think it, they are, might be updating parts of it just to kind of experiment. But officially it's only been trained until 2021. Um, so it's not the most up-to-date, but um I'd, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they're kind of working on GTP4 right now. Um, and this is going to increase um, the number of parameters, so the number of data sets that, uh, you know, the machine is trained on from 175 billion to 100 trillion. So what this is to kind of, con I, these numbers are really hard to contextualize, but to contextualize it, this is like going 
from earning 500k a year to 20 uh, 285 million uh, dollars oh, wow. pounds a year yeah so it's a it's an it's an enormous upgrade like it's an upgrade kind of is forget like iOS iOS updates. What what you're going to be able to do with GTP four? The the rumors are is you're going to be able to interact with both text and speech, so you could talk to it and get your answer, and and kind of at the moment you use it and it's amazing. But like with GTP four, you could use it and write a sixty thousand page book from a single prompt. So it's it, the um, the speed at which technology is is moving is incredible. Um, and yeah, it's just a super, super exciting space, um, in, in my opinion. It's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because one of the things that came up in my little LinkedIn conversation last week, uh, mm. Max, and I'm kind of curious to see where, because you're involved in AI, um, is where you sit yes. sit on this. Because if I can go to ChatGPT and tell it with a single prompt to write a book for 60,000 words, yes, that book's not really come from me, has it? And it's... <laughs> There's a sort of this this fine line, isn't it? I could go and market. I mean, there are people on YouTube now. I've seen the videos; they pop up mm. in my feed. I've not watched them. I have to be honest with you. But the the use Chat GPT to write your first book um, and publish on Amazon. You know, turn yourself into a millionaire wow. kind of thing. And it's <laughs> it's a really interesting conundrum, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, um, creation. Uh, in some way stops being from the creator, it starts being from the machine. And I'm just really curious, I don't know if I mm. have an answer, Mac, I, uh, Max, but I, I, I feel like there's this sort of very big gray area with AI. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure, I, I get excited by AI and some of the things it can do, but some mm -hmm. of the other things like being able to write a book in with a single prompt, I just, I don't know how I feel about that, if I'm honest with you. It's well, I think what I would say is it's terrifying in some level, but also it's very exciting. And what I would also say uh, is that like this is coming and it's coming for every single industry. Mm. Um, and like I was kind of uh, out to dinner last night with a fr friends of mine. One of them is a lawyer and I was explaining to them like what you're going to have in the future is you're going to have an, a generative AI model trained on all the law in the UK, you're going to give it a prompt like, my neighbor has built a fence over blah, 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 and it's kind of blocking my sunlight and what, you know, and it will just give you the answer because it's mm. like, ChatGTP can't do this because, and I think this is the difference between like an open source model, which is like ChatGTP and kind of a private model, which is like what we have at eContent and like what you would have where you say, okay, I'm going to build like a ChatGTP for law and I'm actually going to make it correct for law, which yeah. is not, you know, it's not chat gtp you couldn't do this with the law but yeah. and you and i mean it's going to come it's, it's going to come for end of every industry um so i think the genie is out the bottle right like mm, um, yeah, you can there's there's kind of no there's no going back from this um but i think it's very exciting like i i you know i'm a um i'm a firm believer that kind of technological advances are good for humanity um you know if you take us all uh, a thousand years ago, we were all, you know, 80, 90% of us were working in agriculture as serfs. Uh, it's pretty miserable, um, you know, with terrible, no education, terrible mm. diet, terrible life expectancy. And now we're kind of, um, you know, every, every, probably everyone listening to this podcast has got a job which is far more exciting than, a, um, than working in the field. And that's based on technological advances. And the population um, in the UK has grown from one and a half million to, you know, 70 odd million. And we have 4% uh, unemployment. And, you know, 
pretty much every, you know, there are obviously still some, some farmers, but they're doing it at a much better scale thanks to technology. And mm. everyone else is doing jobs that would be completely impossible to imagine if you were a serf in, you know, the middle, the middle ages. So I don't think that technology is something to be scared of. And I also mm. don't buy the argument that we are now at the forefront of some revolution, which is so much better than any other revolution we've seen, because mm. like, that's exactly what the Victorians thought when they're looking at like the steam engine. And that's exactly yeah, yeah. what everyone thought of that. You know, when you're looking at your period of, you know, your life, you're like, okay, this is much bigger than ever before. But it, you know, if you look at human history, technology has definitely been a benefit benefiter. And there's kind of, you know, there's a lot of progress that we could make uh, with it. So, you know, it's, it is scary in some sense and the world is going to change, but I, uh, you know, I think it's very exciting. Yes, uh, and like I, I, I totally agree. I think it's a really interesting turning point, isn't it? It's. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious to see what happens to the lawyer when uh, you. I, I mean, I actually have a, a barrister friend of mine who is actively working on the the legal version of this kind of AI type thing. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's really fascinating what he's getting yeah. into, and the amount he has to spend on computers just to do the processing is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I water an amount of money, but. Um, so I, 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 I'm just kind of curious to see what happens to yeah. that lawyer and the transition that has to happen to take place. Um, I can see, you know, for me, one of the things that I would love, I would pay money for, actually, is you, is if I didn't have to worry about social media. You know, how do I build an Instagram following? There's this AI system over there that goes and, you know, sort of examines your niche and it will create all the content for you. It will build your following. It will do it all in an organic way. It will be totally natural, yes. brilliant. There you go. Um, and it will. Uh, well, that's like, what we're trying to build. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do right now. Well, I'm um, your first subscriber, man. Let me. <laughs> Here's my Instagram login. Go for it. Because um, <laughs> I can see. But again, I mean, as soon as it starts doing that, in a few years' time, yeah. people will just stop watching social media because they're just going to. Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. It'll be an interesting one. So. E-content yeah. then. So we, we're in the midst of this sort of technological revolution and it is, it's both exciting and it's scary and yes. there are inevitable opportunities for the savvy e-commerce entrepreneur, right? Um, yes. And so for you, I'm guessing you've looked at that and gone, right, this is where, this is where we fit in with e-content. We're going to create exactly. some stuff over here which e-commerce guys can use Exactly um, that right. is generative AI. We're going to build on that technology. We're going to help you guys rock and roll with it. Um, so what sort of things then are you guys doing and playing mm -hmm. with right now? So I can, I can say what we're doing right now, which is we are creating product images and lifestyle images. So what we do is um, similar to how I explained how the technology works. We train our, uh, a private AI model on... Um, you know, three to five photos of a product. Mm -hmm. And then we use generative AI to put that product um, in any scenario uh, with someone of any ethnicity, any gender, any, um, you know, any background uh, based on the prompt. So mm -hmm. you could say, um, I mean, on, on our website, for example, we've got the kind of demo video of this elephant toy. And you could say, um, you know, from the website we go like put it with a child on a beach and you see this elephant toy being held by a child on the beach mm. and um we you know this is kind of step one and we have like a very exciting roadmap um you know the ambition is to you know 
create all content which is more optimized using generative AI. So that's descriptions, bullet points, uh, A plus content, everything we want to do. Yeah. But right now we're kind of we focus on the hardest bit, which is the lifestyle imagery. Um, because we know like that's very painful. It, you know, to kind of organize these shoots is um is a pain and it's costly and it takes ages. Um, so we, we do that with generative AI and you can kind of create thousands of images instantly with our with our self-service tool um so yeah that's that's what we're doing um that's what we're focused on right now so if i <clears throat> i'm just kind of curious here uh, yeah. max if i'm honest with you because we we do our product shots are 3d renders uh, on our e-commerce yes. websites because um they're so realistic now you get much better lighting you get exactly yeah. how you want it right Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to do for our products. I've got to admit, um, like with our supplement brand, for example, it's a cylindrical bottle with a yeah. label on the front. I mean, it can't get really that much easier, uh, it, you know, in terms of 3D mm -hmm. generation. Um, we still use a photographer to do the lifestyle shots. Now, obviously, they are yes. restricted to, um, I don't pay them to go all over the world and generate these shots. They, they sort of do them here. So I'm restricted to what is available to me here mm -hmm. in Liverpool in those photo shoots. Um, so I'm intrigued by what you do. So I'm thinking of the elephant on the beach. Yeah. Is your system then taking a picture of a beach and the elephant and just being really creative with Photoshop? Or is this no. beach which is generating a beach which has never, ever been seen Exactly. Before? Correct. Exactly. So um, it's, tra you know, we, we have private data sets we train it on, but basically it's hundreds of millions of images. Um and then it will create a net new image based on your prompt. Um, so if you say a beach, if you say a beach sunset, it's going to kind of understand the, our model will understand what a person's product is, uh, the customer's product is, and then it will kind of build that product into a scene, um, amalgamating all of the, um, you know, photos on the internet of whatever the background is and whatever the, whoever the person is interacting. And I want to make an important point like, this is not kind of the um, kind of background removal, kind of swapping a background, which you kind of see everywhere. This is kind of creating a new photo. So your, you know, your elephant with a child in, in natural setting held, you know, held as, and it's kind of understood like this is the elephant toy, you know, is similar to a teddy bear. The teddy bears are held by children. We've got like millions of images of how they hold them and how they interact with them and the smart, and it kind of will recreate an image similar to that, but fundamentally a new image that's never been seen before and also would like would never be generated again exactly the same if you gave it the same prompt a million mm. times over wow so <laughs> you've got some really clever computers uh at uh, gchq yeah, I have a fantastic uh fantastic uh, cto who is a phd in ai and is 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 super smart and is kind of building these very complex uh very complex models yeah no kidding no kidding so that's um that's the lifestyle shots then and i i, yes. I can see how that can work um i'm just i'm kind of i'm going to go check out the site and, and play is what i'm going to do <laughs> uh, i want to see the elephant thing um because yesterday i was on uh we use a system called i don't know if you've heard of it called jasper jasper.ai helps us yes write some i know jasper.ai yeah yeah um, it's uh, mixed reviews from me, really. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. They've got this image generation yeah. feature on there. Um, and yesterday, uh, I was like, can you generate for me an image of a trillion dollar bill? Um, because e-commerce for the first time has, has gone through the trillion dollar mark or whatever it is. So I'm like, I just, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to talk about this uh, on 
on our, one of our LinkedIn lunchtime events. I'd like yep. a, I'd like this image. Could not do it. Um, and it may be the really? prompts that I were putting in or what. It was just really interesting. So there are times when it's good and bad. And um, mm -hmm. I, I get I get how I, this stuff is helpful. I think it's I think it's a different. Jasper kind of pretty much use open source models, which means they're like they're it's a bit like ChatGTP. They're generic. They can basically do anything, but not everything well. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you had in that case, like a train model on creating like, you know, artwork on, on, um, you know, banknotes, which is very niche, but like mm. you could imagine someone like if there's a huge demand for this particular request, then you'd, then you'd be able to do it brilliantly. So it's just mm. a question of like, this model is kind of a generic open source model. Um, and therefore like it can do, you know, it can get pretty good at most things. Um, versus like a private model, which is going to then like be very specific at like yeah, understanding finish. British law or like understanding mm, mm. artwork on this, on this, whatever. Yeah, I get the power of that as well, because like you say, you know, these systems work as well as the data you feed it. So if you're creating an AI system, which generates yep. A plus content, and all you're doing is analyzing A plus content from really successful yes. listings, yep. which you're going to know from your days at Amazon, then I can I, I look at that and go that's going to create much better resources for me than say Jasper and so therefore I'm I'm I like that's, that uh, because yes. that's where it gets really really clever. Exactly, that's a, that's the that's the goal of what we're we're doing. Like I think um, we're going to move to a world where like you have a lot of open source models and then a lot of people building like private models for specific industries or whatever kind of using the latest technological advances but then like using that in a sense like okay let's apply this to whatever we're doing and kind of building that and using specific data sets like as you say all the best performing a plus content um to kind of generate the best outcome mm. for customers really interesting really interesting i do wonder max whether at some mm -hmm. point um, you're going to get clever enough where I don't even have to have a, you know, like you go to a web design agency, like, right, design for me an e-commerce website. Yeah. And they'll charge you whatever, 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand, whatever the price is these days. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks. If you go to Shopify, it's probably 120, 150 grand. If you go to a big Magento agency and if you, you know, and somewhere in between or whatever. So I'm going to go and spend say 30 grand on a website design. Is it going to get to the place where actually I go to people like you and I say, listen, this is my product. Mm -hmm. um, I think these are my target customers who will buy this product um, based on the research that I've done. I feed those parameters into an engine and it goes, right, we think based on that data, this is going to be the best yeah. website for you, both in, in your colors, in layout, in branding. Here's some content we think you should put mm -hmm. on there. Oh, and by the way, if um, a, a man in his 30s comes on, we're actually, and we know that, we're going to tweak it around so the colors are slightly different, that, and, and the website almost morphs yes. and changes depends who, who comes yeah. on it. I think I think you're completely right, and that's kind of like our uh, our like vision statement we have here, which is like, unimaginable creativity like we think this unlocks unimaginable creativity for all of the creative people we work with all the social media managers all the brand owners etc cetera, etc cetera. and also limitless personalization because now you can just create an infinite amount of content right mm. you can personalize it to an infinite uh, to an infinite degree as you said so you could have like the man in the 30s he sees this the woman in her 60s she sees that and i want to i want to add one more thing which is like 
um, generative AI can create code as well. So it's not just the case that this is going to say, here's your, this is what you should do. It's going to be, and I, I, this is something I firmly believe will happen in the next two, three years. You already have generative AI code in, in Microsoft and in Amazon, like Amazon Whisper, um, if you're a coder. But um, you're going to have um, literally a free, free text, like build me a website. This is my product. This is, as you said, and it will just build the website because it will be smart enough to do the code as well as understand all the uh, permutations on, you know, as you said. So I think um, that's definitely coming. It's not something that we're f like, we're not focused on that particular thing, but we're going to see, you know, I would, I'd bet a good amount of money that we're going to have kind of generative AI, you know, web site creations and app, mm. app creations and in, in, you know, in the not too far off future. So everything that you've talked about, um, you know, code is very two-dimensional. Uh, text mm -hmm. is very two-dimensional. Images are very two-dimensional. Um, are we getting to the place, I mean, I've, I see it a little bit with deep fake videos, but are we getting to the place where actually I'm going to be able to create TV shows, for want of a better expression, <laughs> using yeah, generative I, AI? I think, like, I, you know, I think we're probably further off from that, but, like, we're looking at videos. Like, we know that videos are more... Um, like kind of get higher engagement on social media and also a, like best practice to have like a mini video on your Amazon listing as you, you probably know well. Um, so we're definitely like video is on a horizon. I don't think the tech is there um, now, but um, I think that's, um, that's not beyond the realms of reality. Um, I think this is going to really shift, you know, this is really going to shift most, most things. Um, I think it'd be hard to hard to number the things that generative AI won't touch, rather than talk mm. about like what what it will do. Because like if you're taking back to basics, like you're just creating new stuff, right? Which is what most people do in their jobs day to day. Like, and if that can be done more optimized, quicker, faster, better with more data sets, like it's mm. it's hard to see where it doesn't touch. This can be really interesting, I, and I'm I'm very tempted to go off in this conversation, which says, "Well, Netflix not actually have any shows. You're just gonna it's gonna understand who you are as a person and show you stuff. Yeah, it's gonna make yeah, stuff yeah. up on the fly that only you yeah. see." Um, but let's 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 bring it back to a bit more uh, stuff that we can do today, right? So, yep. um, if I'm if I'm sat here, right, and I'm listening to you going, you know, Max, this is this all sounds very intriguing, but. If you were starting an Amazon business today, if you were starting, maybe not Amazon, maybe your own online e-commerce website today, um, or you, even you've been around for a while, but you've not really hit the AI thing yet. Um, I mean, you've heard a few things on it and you've maybe played on ChatGPT. What are some of the things that I should be thinking about um, as that kind of person? What, what, what things are gonna really help me in e-commerce? Sure, so I, I'll start with the ChatGTP. Um, because at the moment, at the time of recording, as I say, it's free. And by the way, I think they've done the most incredible marketing campaign ever, oh, which is to, to yeah. release it for free, get everyone on all these podcasts and LinkedIn to be like, these are the ways you can use it, and then just yeah, charge. Yeah. Um, just I've already had the Brilliant. email saying it's going to be 42 or whatever it is. There, okay. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I haven't, I mean, I use it almost daily and I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think... To, to answer your question, so you're a new e-commerce person, number one thing I would do is to, um, you know, it, let's say you know that you want to go into a specific category like toys because we talked about mm -hmm. toys. So 
I think the first thing you could do is to use ChatGTP to help you analyze the reviews um, on competitors and understand what customers are looking for in terms of um, you know what they like and what they dislike, and you know you can you can flip it either way. But you can literally say, as long as this, by the way, again, as long as the ASIN is before 2021, or you kind of copy and paste manually. You could you can if the, if the if it's an old ASIN, you can just paste in the link to ChatGTP. Yeah. If it's an if it's a newer ASIN, you could just copy in all of the customer reviews, paste that in, and then say analyze reviews on the on this. But you could say you know analyze reviews on this ASIN. You're gonna give me tell me what the customers love or give me product recommendations, and then it will kind of spit out like the key takeaways um, for you to look at. And then that kind of that will kind of set you off to say okay, people love this toy, but uh, they've complained that. It's um, got a few defects, and the stuffing's uneven, or that it's not the size is you know it's too small, and they thought it'd be bigger by the photos, or you know, blah blah blah, whatever. So that kind of gives you an idea of this is my product that I want to launch. Um, another good way of um, sorry, think, before you get into yes. the second one, Max, let me just clarify something there. So I could go and grab the URL off an Amazon product listing. Yes. Paste that into ChatGPT with a command which says something along the lines of analyze the reviews on this page and yes. tell me, you know, the things that people love about this product and the things that people really, you know, that, that what are the main complaints Don't about like, this product? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the enter button. I'm sorry to be oversimplistic. Uh, I, I need it to be simple for me to understand. Um uh, hit the enter button and it's going to come up with a whole bunch of recommendations for me. Is it as simple as that or am I, simple do I need that. to be as simple as that? Okay. So it I don't need to be more descriptive in my commands. Um, I think there's a very interesting point, which is like prompt engineering is going to become a, a very important, uh, like future job type where yeah. like, how, how do you interact with the AI? Like what are the best prompts to say? I mean, I've got a few things that I've noticed, which I can share, which I use when I'm writing blogs for my website or whatever, which have been interesting. Um, but um, yes, like it's as simple as that. You say, what you know, what are the, give me five takeaways on like um, what people love or give me five takeaways for product improvement or whatever. And it won't yeah. stand that and it'll give it to you. So that's kind of a very good starting point um, if you wanted to start with... Um, you know, start, start a business, as you said, on like with a, like a, you know, DC business. That's incredible. Okay, I've got that. That was number one. Uh, what's number yes. two? Um, so you've got your product. Um, you've done all the hard stuff, which is uh, manufacturing and, and everything else. I guess next, you know, at some point you're going to have to look at, um, you know, keywords, SEO, that kind of stuff. So, um, and I've used this um, in my in my business. I say, you know, give me a, a you know, literally give me a list of a hundred search phrases for a startup that sells self service tool to create lifestyle images with generative AI, and it will just give you a hundred <laughs> keywords, and it will say. And what's wow. brilliant is that I'm obviously British, and I like would think you know, like I phrased. If you read the w- the website or whatever, you you it's obviously very come from me, um, and like I have a certain way of talking about my business. But like, what you can do with ChatGPT is think about a hundred ways of like describing the same thing and like Mm. all of you know, not all of them are going to be great, but it's helpful to see, okay, these are some things that I've missed. Like these are some keywords which are interesting or whatever. And I can, you know, I can better optimize um, your, you know, your Amazon bidding or whatever, or your, your Google um, based on that. So I guess that would be my number two. Okay. So 
I'm just trying to... So you're now using ChatGPT for keyword research. Um, yeah. Again, it's not... It's not it, I, I, like, I know what ChatGTP is, which is a natural language model, and therefore like, is very good at doing natural language. So it will mm. rephrase things very well for me. Um, so like, you know, it can be a bit of a mouthful explaining what I do because um, it's a new technology and it's uh, whatever, but like using that will help me like yeah. see 10 different ways I can, or 10 different Google, potential Google searches uh, or whatever, um, or 10 different keywords, exactly. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's not, it's not based off any, like, it's not based of any inherent data, but it's just, it's, it's a good reference point to see different phrases and keywords. So do you... I'm just trying to think. I mean, it's, it's great you can use it for SEO and keywords. I, I think mm -hmm. um, I, extrapolating that out, I'm thinking, can you use it then, or how would you use it? Because uh, can is a wrong phrase. How would you use it to generate, say, content idea or content ideas for your blogs, for example? Yes. So this is, is a, that this is a great one. Oh, that's yeah. So you can like again, it's you know, it's very good at understanding language so if you say you know you gave the example of your um what, what was your product you said the kind of uh, the cylinder the supplement yeah, yeah the supplement. supplement yeah so you could say write a write a blog or write an instagram ad targeting this supplement at british men in their you know early 30s and it would write you um a an ad which like is you know using british um slang using kind of British calls to action, like the gym, the office, like it will understand all that very well. And then you could say, okay, now do it for, you know, 50s to 60s women, and it'll give you completely different um, slang and, uh, well, phrases and, you know, like um, how they would use it. And I mean, it, it, like this is something that's brilliant that is, is very good at. So if you kind of put in like, yeah, write an Instagram ad for my supplement, this is my target market, you can generate, you know, 50 different texts and then you can swap your target market and it can kind of show you different like it will again it's a good way to kind of oh i didn't think of that because like i'm not a woman in my 60s but now like mm. you know i've got this i've got this and it's just it's good for giving you some ideas for sure wow and again you're just literally heading over to chat gpt and typing that in the yes in the in yep. the this is I'm, I'm really intrigued the more you're talking and the Mm -hmm. The more I understand what you mean by this idea of prompt engineering, the people yes. that will that know what to type into ChatGPT then become yeah. the ones which are currently going to be the ones which are highly sought after, right? Because it's yeah, definitely. I, the the data you get out is all dependent on the prompts that you write and the information that yes. you give it. So what and are some need, of the th go on. yeah go on. I just say you, you like it helps to have an understanding of the model, what it's trained on, what the like what the data sets are, because um, you know like different again. ChatGTP is a generic model trained on like we actually we don't know what it's trained on, but they say it's trained on data on the internet before twenty twenty one. Yeah, you know they they could have trained it on, they could have I imagine they did ignore specific websites and you know otherwise it'd be saying horrible things about certain people if they had kind of mm. trained it on the whole you know the entire internet so i'm just, like so we didn't really know what but it's trained on but like for our, you know for our private models we know what it's trained on we know what we know what works well we can like tailor it to you know specific categories which we do um and and that kind of yeah so i guess that's a big thing that we're thinking about is like how can we help customers is prompt engineering um 
you know, for example, we do a lot of work in furniture and we like train it on different rooms, aesthetics, rustic room, Scandi room, modern room. But it's about like, how do we communicate to the customer? Um, like, you know, that this is what it, this is what the model knows and understands mm. has been trained mm. on and like it understands different furniture types. So you can put your, you know, your armchair in like a classic, uh, you know, rustic room by a fireplace and that'd be brilliant. And then you could put it in a, like a modern, whatever and like it understands different um like a french star room and like a, a what like different cult like dubai's kind of sweet and it's all golden so it, and like mm. how 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 do, how do you yeah so that's a big thing as well that, that like we, we think about every day it's kind of it's um you know you can really do anything but like how do we help people to like understand the technology and understand like what what works well um uh in you you know what we, what we've designed it to work what we've designed it to work well right mm. um which is like category specific for us um so what are some of the um what are some of the prompt discoveries you've made using chat gpt then uh, which is just the <laughs> I'll one give you my, my, yeah. my my personal top tip which is and and i will you know, I will not make a. Uh, we're both British. I will not make a comment on Boris Johnson's politics because uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm going to do. But the man is undeniably an extremely talented writer. He was a journalist mm. for, um, you know, 40 years or however long yeah, he was yeah. a journalist for, and he has a very distinctive kind of upbeat, charismatic writing style. Yeah. Um, that is that's you know quite unique and actually quite engaging to read again like i'm i'm not gonna you know i'm not commenting on on the, the him as a political figure i'm talking about him as a as a journalist and yeah. i have noticed or i know that you know it's the chat gtp seems to have been trained on a lot of articles and many of those articles have been written by boris johnson who's pumped out thousands of <laughs> you know nearly as many articles as children over his uh, time as, uh, as a journalist <laughs> And um, and it's you know if you write a blog it's it can be quite boring and mm. like this is the thing and then I will say rewrite this in the style of Boris Johnson make it jovial yet informative and you will have this kind of brilliantly upbeat um, you know fun kind of style of of, of blog writing so. Um, if you head over to the, the blog on my website, hopefully you'll see the blogs are quite entertaining. I mean, they're not like hilarious, but they're kind of yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're more entertaining, and that's because I've kind of copied. Um, you know, I, I've caught <laughs> as he, you know, as he probably has done many times, I've copied his um, his writing style for brilliant. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So that's one brilliant. that I use. Okay, so you're using Chat GPT to write blogs in the style of Boris Johnson, and um, yes. you're using it to find <laughs> keywords, content ideas, um, understand products. Is there anything else that we need to to think about? Um, the last one, the last one I'll go into is natural language translation. Again, like remembering what Chat GTP is, it's natural language. So if you do Google Translate, like no good seller should ever be doing google translate for their reasons like no 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 but if you say rewrite this asin in german use german you know phrases um and it will kind of you know i'd like i don't speak german but i've tested this in spanish with my spanish friends you know rewrite rewrite this in spanish using spanish Mm. phrases and it will write it in you know in very coherent spanish using kind of like phrases you know, you like different languages. So we have kind of many metaphors and synonyms, which make translate and make zero sense in other languages. Yeah. Um, 
and like you know making a mountain out of a molehill or something like this which like if yeah, you yeah. translate it into spanish like would just make zero sense yeah. and that's kind of one of the challenges of translation is that like a deterministic ai will translate verbatim word for word and it will sound weird whereas a generative ai understands the key themes and the key concepts of the listing mm. and then it will translate that into the other language and it'll create like net new phrases and synonyms and metaphors to replace ones you had so that's a um you know that would be kind of my my fifth tip um or like i'd say uh, with chat gtp is it's very good at natural language translation that's literally kind of like what the research that's how this was discovered like mm. the the initial research into gans and you know, uh, you know everything i talked about at the beginning was 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 initially thinking about translation and how do you solve for that translation problem yeah, yeah. so it's it's excellent at doing that and yeah i'd i'd recommend using it fantastic so there you go top tips for using chat gpt's yeah. tool which is technically still free although i think at some point they like you say they're <laughs> going to get this, charging you've got to get this podcast out quickly matt <laughs> <laughs> otherwise yeah I don't otherwise you just have to pay the for to be fair, it's still worth, if you're going to do all of that, it's still worth the 40 bucks a month, right? So um, just subscribe and have a go and see how you go on. Now, um, what I need is an affiliate link for ChatGPT. <laughs> I, can, I can give you one for e-content. Unfortunately, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Sam Altman. I'm not <laughs> no, no, it's we fine. But um, so well, let's talk about e-content then. So I'm really curious in the last few minutes of the show, bearing yep. in mind that we've talked about, you know, there's free stuff. Obviously, e-content will be a paid system, but it's going to be it much is, more yeah. niche, right? Um, and I yes. get that because you've not got Bill Gates or whoever funding. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no we don't. Um, so <laughs> so you, where do you see the future going for you guys? What sort of things do you, do you oh. think will be starting to happen? Um, for us specifically, I'm super excited. As I say, like the goal of e-content is to bring this generative AI uh, revolution to the e-commerce industry. Like I've worked with hundreds of sellers. I've got many friends who are sellers. Um, you know, many professional relationships I've built over the years. Um, I really kind of admire, you know, I've always admired their kind of entrepreneurial spirit and their um, kind of savviness, like super savvy, the savviest people you know i've come across and we're we're, we're just going to focus on like bringing generative ai to e-commerce and one of the things mm. we haven't done so far is text and the reason is like i didn't want to charge i didn't want to even begin to charge people for something which was fundamentally free um in chat gtp now it's not free um well when it's not free i think it's very interesting because like that gives us the opportunity to say like we like if you want to use um generative AI for descriptions and bullet points. Like you can pay $42 a month at, um, um, uh, for, at OpenAI. Like our prices mm. are pretty much similar, but also we'll be doing it specifically for like Amazon descriptions and Amazon bullet points. So I think that's something that we'd definitely be focused on. As I mentioned, we want to go to all content. So that's video, text, as I just said. Um, what else? Um, I think we want to look at, um, we want to continue to look at optimization and make sure that like we are like we're we're creating like optimized content based on mm. like um likes and this kind of stuff so it's super exciting space um we're um we're, we're like very wary of kind of like dali and these free tools and we're like we're very focused on number one thing we're focused on is quality and like if you do use our tool you'll see like the images of the products they never get they're never weird or like mm. they're, they're hardly ever like only like one percent or two percent of them are kind of 
we're like AI kind of stuff. Like we 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 continue always to focus on quality. We want to be the the um, we want to be the best um, at this and. Uh, like as competition comes which i'm sure it will we want to just be the the leader that you know you can you can't yeah. trade and you can, you know maybe people will undercut us in price but like we'll still be the best in terms of like building images that look super realistic and you know you can take your product anywhere yeah and i think you've got a real and I'm, I'm curious to see where your journey takes you mike because i think you've got a real interesting competitive edge in all the time you spent in amazon um and yes. I can see why you would double I down on that side of things. Yeah, exactly. I managed catalog quality for the launch of Amazon Singapore. So I, um, yeah, I kind of really understand this space. So it's quite fortunate. And yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. It's a really interesting uh, thing. So, Max, listen, it's been great chatting to you. It really has. How do people reach you? How do they connect with you if they want to do that? So um, we have a 20% off promo code at our website, which is ecomtent, E-C-O-M-T-E-N-T dot A-I forward slash promo. And that will give people 20% off if they want to try the tool. You can also book a demo. Um, um, so yeah, like just head over to ecomtent dot A-I and uh, you, can, you can see everything we've talked about there and hopefully like depending on when this is released you may see more of the stuff we've <laughs> talked about already there or maybe we'll still be on the lifestyle images depending but yeah fantastic yeah so do check it out e e-content the merging of e-commerce and content uh, dot ai do look at yep. that max my last question for you right uh the question i've started to ask everybody um yeah imagine you're in a in a room hotel room Yep. You've just delivered your keynote on how generative AI is going to transform everyone's life. Mm -hmm. All the lawyers in the room are jumping up going, woohoo, we no longer have to do case law. Um, <laughs> all the marketeers are going, woohoo, I no longer have to write product descriptions and do social media. I'm curious, right? Um, whilst you're stood there and you're standing ovation, you get to thank people who've had a big <laughs> impact on you. Um, yes. Family, mentors, authors, software, podcasts, whatever. Who do you thank and why? Um god i mean like the first person that jumped out to me would be my cto because he has done he's incredibly hard working and he um you know has built all you know he's built all of this stuff that we've talked about and all of these crazy ideas and, and made it possible so i think like he is uh the real brains behind the operation um my girlfriend for putting up with all of it my parents i don't know <laughs> i'd say i like that so well, yeah well done girlfriend yeah 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 congratulations to her um so yeah oh thank fantastic. you I mean, yeah 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 no absolutely well it's, it's fantastic it's interesting <laughs> isn't it you've um how um you talk about your cto and how actually the technology behind this needs very clever yes. people and um i i'm smiling in some respects because my son is doing a uh, a master's degree in theoretical physics and is looking a lot into AI. Uh, at the and so really fascinating to see where it all goes. Listen, Good for Max. him. Good for him. I wish I'd done a, I wish I'd done that. <laughs> Glad I didn't. Some of the stuff he talks about. <laughs> I mean, me. People are much easier to understand. Uh, so listen, uh, Max, thanks for coming on the show, man. Great to connect with you. Uh, great to have this conversation about AI. No doubt we'll have yes. you on. Uh, look forward to seeing the journey for e-content. Um, but uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. Awesome. So... Another great conversation with Max. We will, of course, link to Max info in the show notes, which you can get along for free, along with the transcript. 
at ecommercepodcast.net. Uh, or if you're subscribed to the email newsletter, it will be winging its way direct to your inbox. So don't forget to check out our free e-commerce training at ecommercecycles.com. Get into that methodology. Uh, let me know what you think. Really curious. We're just putting it out there and sharing it with the world for free because uh, we know it works super well for our business and uh, for others. So I'd love to know your thoughts on the whole thing. Be sure to follow the e-commerce podcast wherever you get your podcast from because we've got some more great conversations lined up and I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, you are awesome. Ah, yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. It's true of Max. It's true of me. Even in a world with AI, we're still awesome. Uh, the e-commerce podcast is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bainon, Josh Catchpole, Stella Robin, and Tim Johnson. Our theme song was written by Josh Edmondson and my good self. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or show notes, our podcast our website is ecommercepodcast.com. Net. Do check that out. So that's it from me. That's it from Max. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.